Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. We glorify you and we magnify your great name. We pray for travel mercies for those who will be traveling over the Memorial Day weekend. We pray the blood of Jesus over histoplasmosis. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the offspring of David, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue our series on the spiritual gifts, and this week we start with the gift of faith. Folks, please do not confuse this gift with saving faith. All Christians have saving faith given to them. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. My friends, this gift of faith is rooted in Christ and is enhanced by a close relationship with Him. When you have this gift, you have a trust and confidence in God that allows you to live boldly for Him. It is the kind of faith that Jesus describes as faith as small as a mustard seed. With this gift, there is a strong conviction that God will move in one way or another in a specific circumstance. When God answers a prayer or performs a miracle, it is not a surprise to those with the gift of faith. The Holy Spirit imparts this gift to some in the church to encourage and build up the church in its confidence in God. My brothers and sisters, I would not and could not serve a God who couldn't ever answer my prayers. Of all the spiritual gifts, the gift of faith is the one you should pray for. If granted, you automatically improve your relationship with God and then watch what happens to your life. The gift of faith is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, saying to another, faith by the same spirit. The gift of giving is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 8. This gift of sharing one's resources is not reserved for only the rich. When the Holy Spirit gives this gift, the giver gives sincerely, generously, and without pretense or hypocrisy. This is a special gift to meet the needs of others, including the church, ministries, missionaries, or people who cannot fully provide for themselves. When Jesus sent out his disciples to minister to others, he told them to freely give. The idea that Jesus was teaching was that they had received God's blessing without having to pay, so they themselves should give without expecting anything in return. When you have this gift, you will seek out ways to help others. The gift of healing is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, which says to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. This gift is given to the person whom God uses to restore someone physically or spiritually. This gift is closely related to the gifts of faith and miracles. A special measure of faith is required for this gift. The disciples were given authority to heal and cast out demons, but they were not always successful. 
That means that those who possess this gift will not be guaranteed to be able to heal anyone they desire. We can conclude that God has plans for letting the person go through the sickness. When a Christian has this gift, they want to see people healed and pray for them. This person may be part of a team of prayer warriors who are in constant prayer. They are motivated knowing that God's revealed power will draw people to faith in Jesus. My comrades for Christ, the stories are endless about people who have been written off by doctors as hopeless only to receive healing through a community of believers. The gift of tongues is more accurately called the gift of languages and is found alongside the gift of interpretation in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. And it says, To another, different kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. My friends, speaking in tongues is the utterance of prayer or a message glorifying God, typically spoken to God, in a language that is unknown to the one speaking it. This gift remains controversial today, just as it was in Paul's time. Language was one in the Garden of Eden until the fall of man. There was one language until Genesis 11, when God confused the language of men and caused them to scatter. When God chose the Israelites to deliver his plan of redemption, only the nation of Israel spoke Hebrew. The rest of the nations remained ignorant of God's plan. That all changed in Acts, second chapter, at Pentecost. People from all over the world heard God's people proclaiming His mighty works in their own language. In Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 12, a great multitude of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues will praise God in one language. In Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 46, the Holy Spirit fell on those who heard Peter preach, and they began to speak in tongues. In Acts chapter 19, verse 6, after Paul had laid hands on certain disciples at Ephesus, they began to speak in tongues. Folks, not every believer receives the gift of tongues. Tongues can be human languages, such as those heard at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, but more often they may be languages no one understands. Tongues should not be spoken in a church gathering without an interpreter. However, tongues should not be forbidden. The gift of interpretation means to interpret, explain, or expound some message that is not able to be understood in a natural way. This gift is the supernatural ability to understand and explain messages in an unknown language. The controversy arises when someone begins to speak in tongues at a church service and there is no interpreter. Listen to what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 27 through 28, as he was writing to keep church services in order and not confusion. He says, If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two, or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church, and let him speak to himself and to God. My friends, God reveals the meaning of the words or message being spoken and allows the interpreter to communicate its meaning 
to those who need to hear it. This is the only way the church can benefit and God can be glorified. The church at Corinth had a church service that allowed everyone to participate and those with the gift of tongues were limited to two or three speaking at one time. So imagine being at church and suddenly 10 to 20 people start speaking in tongues with no interpreter. The gift of service or ministering at its basic meaning is to wait tables and refers to any act of service done in genuine love for the benefit of the community. I have a sister in Christ who has expressed that she has the gift of service. She stays busy serving the community with her time over and above what most of us would do. This gift is found in Romans chapter 12 verse 7 for ministering and 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 28 for the word helps. My friends, deacons were placed in office to help in the relief of the poor, baptizing and preaching, as Philip did in Acts chapter 8, verses 5 through 17, when he preached in Samaria. Folks, in some churches, deacons, who were chosen to serve, have now become bosses, managers, and administrators, no longer serving, but running the show. The word helps or ministering is next to the word administration in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, but there's a comma between them, signifying a separate gift, and in this case, a separate office for the deacon. Now, if you were to mention this in some churches, the deacon would politely show you to the door. Remember what I said in part one of this series, I would not have you ignorant in the spiritual gifts. A final word about this gift. Those who possess this gift love to help out and do not seek recognition. They serve in the background because they love the Lord and they want to bless the church. So, do you have any of the gifts discussed in this week's podcast? Do you have any of the gifts mentioned in last week's podcast? If so, and you'd like to share, send an email to hello at greatministries.org and tell me which gifts you have been blessed with. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gifts you have given to the members of your church. We pray for holy boldness as they use your gifts to benefit your church, the community, and the world. We ask these things in the name of the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, amen. Will you give your life to Jesus Christ He's waiting on you. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.